Blog Talk Radio. Father, you are all we need. Father, 
Hello. Thank you very much for calling in tonight, and welcome to the show. I am one of your hosts, Tanisha. Our other host is out running errands, but he's listening in. He just sent me a text and said that he's um, on the line as well, but thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, Today is, I don't even know what the date is. (laughs) Today's October 25th, 2023. It's 7, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. And thank you so much for tuning in tonight to PGN. I am your host, Tanisha, and um, got something to talk about tonight. So I was reading some articles earlier this week. Um, Terrence just told me, can y'all not hear me? Does it sound low? I don't like this mic. I really want to disconnect it because I don't have problems when it's just my computer. Hold on. Let me make sure I don't sound too low because I want you guys to hear me. Terrence, like, into gadgets and stuff. I'm really not. (laughs) But um, hopefully you guys can hear me. I don't think I sound too low. Um, but I was doing some research. What is reading? I read a lot, like all day. Um, and I noticed an article about pharmacies closing down. So I pulled up one article. That's on CNN. It was on CNN. Um, this was posted on the 17th. Um, the title is CVS, Walgreens, and Rite Aid are closing thousands of stores. Here's why. And so they go on to give the reason. But I was reading some articles earlier this week about a bunch of CVSs and Walgreens um, shutting down their pharmacies. And the Lord began to speak to me because, I mean, maybe even a couple of years ago, the Lord started telling me about that a lot of believers were going to start getting more into natural medicine, studying herbs and minerals and um, even like hemopathic methods, which is a method that teaches you how to use herbs and minerals and stuff, how to to get the body to heal itself. Um, and that wasn't unusual, but he just told me about that. And so, you know, I just kind of kept it in the back of my mind. Well, when I was reading this article about um, these, pharma- these pharmacies um, closing down, the Lord said, this is, this is why I'm having a lot of, you know, people in the body of Christ start to study medicine. Because he was like, um, it's going to come to the point where the pharmacies are going to be government-owned. When we come into a time where they're trying to get people to take the mark of the beast, we're not there yet, right? Um, we still have a lot of freedoms. So, but it's it's going to come to that, where the government is going to try to get you to take this mark. And of course, we know that you're not going to be able to buy and and sell without the mark, right? So, a lot of people don't realize the extent of it. They're going to try to force you to take it, even if you don't want to. So one of the ways is government's going to own the hospital systems. The government's going to own the pharmacies. So if you're on a medication, right, you have a chronic condition that requires medication, what are you going to do? So it's very important right now as a body of Christ that we get ourselves healthy. If we're not healthy, get yourself in tip-top condition. If you're on medication, you know, pray and ask the Lord, what, what do you need to do? Because a lot of the times there's alternative treatment to traditional medicines. And I know that not every condition has, I mean, maybe not that I know of. I don't know. 
I believe that every condition has something that God in the earth that can heal it. But and so I'm not saying throw away your medicines and just go on natural. I'm saying ask the Lord, seek the Lord on what you need to do. Because it's going to come a time where you can't just go to the pharmacy and get your medication. Now they're try, trying to push um, shipping, right, to ship your stuff to you. Like if you can't go to a, a regular pharmacy because they're saying that this poses a problem with them shutting down so many pharmacies because some, you know, some areas are rural or, you know, have older residents and that kind of thing. Um, so they're, they're pushing more of having mail order pharmacies where you just, you know, plug your prescription in online or through an app and they drop it off at your door. But that's just no guarantee. You know, things can happen with logistics, you know, all sorts of stuff. But that's what they're saying. That's the solution to if you live in a part of town that doesn't have um, a lot of pharmacies in general or a person who's older and not very mobile to, to use a um, mail order. But what I'm telling you, based on the conversation I had with the Lord, what is going to happen is the government is going to take over the pharmacies eventually. Maybe not tomorrow or next week, but this is where we're heading to the government taking over the pharmacies. One thing that God has given me is the ability to see something and then I'll see what it is now and then he'll tell me what it's going to be, like where it's leading. And to some people, I might say, oh, you're making a big deal out of nothing. No, I'm not making nothing out of nothing. I'm telling you what God is telling me. <laughs> he's just giving me that gifting. That's something that he's recently given me where I can see the path of it. Like, oh, this is going to head to this. So we got to nip it in the bud now. Well, in this case, for this, this is not something that we can nip in the bud. This is just what's going to happen. Sometimes God shows you things to prevent, right? And sometimes he shows you what, what just what it is for, and so that you can prepare. So I'm telling you now to prepare. You know, if, if you're, you know, on pills to keep your blood pressure low, but you're still eating bad because you know the pills will counteract that. No, try to naturally get your blood pressure low. Try to try to get yourself off the medic medications. Talk to your doctor or your whoever is your you know health partner on uh, ways to eliminate your condition instead of treating your condition. But first and foremost, seek the Lord on what you need to do because this is something that they're going to use against people. Is well, you can't get this medication if you don't have this mark. So now you can't get your your pills. So it's better now to just help. We need our help. Like the things that we should have been doing that we haven't been doing is going to be imperative as we come into uh, the tribulation. Now, are we going to be here the full tribulation? No. But do I believe that we're going to be here part of the tribulation? Yes, I believe that. So we will be affected in some ways, not always, because God is already providing us with outs now. He's already giving us plans now. And don't make moves based on how things are, right? Because things that are right now are not always going to be. Several years ago, and I've told this story several times, and I'm going to continue to tell this story. Several years ago, the Lord showed me during a time of, of I was praying in tongues with the lady that was mentoring me, we were praying tongues to get like information about the upcoming year and all that kind of stuff. And just to get revelation from the Lord. So we would just pray in tongues together. And during that particular time, the Lord showed me an apple, just an apple. And I'm like, what are you showing me? And he said, you're going to remember a time where you could buy apples at the store. And I said, remember a time? And he said, yeah, you'll remember it. So the time is going to come where you can't do that, where you can't just go to the store and buy an apple. This was years ago. 
like this was maybe 2006, 2007 when God gave me that vision. So I, I've always known that what's now is not always going to be. So understand that. If God is telling you to make certain moves, don't don't hesitate because, oh, well, what I need to study medicine for, we got doctors. Well, yeah, but if the doctors are going to have that pressure to be part of this government system, maybe going to the doctor like you can go to the doctor now is not going to be a thing. Going to the pharmacy to get your medicine ain't going to be a thing. So God is trying to teach you now how to naturally take care of your body with things you can grow or things you can barter or whatever. So don't make moves based on what's going on now because what's going on now ain't going to be what's going on in, in a short while. We're going to have a lot of changes. And you need to be prepared for the changes. And that's why we keep stressing to deepen and strengthen your relationship with the Lord. It's like we talked about on the show, there's going to come a time where you're not going to know what to believe. Well, we're in that time now, even what's going on with Israel and, 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 and Hamas. You show they show one report, these people die, blah blah blah, and then the next report they're saying that it was AI generated. Then another report saying that that wasn't true, that it was actually in fact true. It's just all over the place, and this is what we're coming into. And the information that you you gonna have to test it to, with the Lord because you're not gonna be able to believe what they're telling you. We've already seen that even with. COVID and how that was handled and things that were said. And then, they're, oh, no, we didn't mean that. I meant this. Oh, no, that, we didn't mean that. Now we mean, I mean, it's just all over the place. It's going to continue to get worse. So you need to be hearing what the Lord has to say because the Holy Spirit will bring you into what? All truth. But I'm telling you now, looking at this story and, and talking to the Lord, this is where we're going with the pharmacies. Get your body healthy. Go on your walks. Drink water. Eat salads. Eat healthy foods. Find out what your body likes, what your body doesn't like. Can you have your junk every now and again? Yeah, because there'll come a time when you ain't even going to be able to buy that junk. <laughs> you got to make it. But I'm telling you now, your, your, your health is a blessing. It is a blessing. And if God is, is, is tugging you to study, you know, natural medicines or whatever, do it. Don't don't say, well, what are you studying that for? Just do what God is telling you to do because God is always preparing us. And get your mind off of how things are. How things are, not how things are going to go down the line. I'm telling you that right now. I'm telling you that. That we're going to have to, normal is going to change. Because at some point it was normal to go to the store with a mask. You couldn't even go in the store without a mask on. That became normal. Now that's not the case, at least out here in Texas. I, don't, I, I think that's everywhere. But it became normal to, if you left your house, oh, do I have my mask? Like that became part of life, right? And make sure you have a mask in your purse or in your pocket or in your glove box or wherever you're keeping boxes of masks and going to the store. I got to order some more disposable masks. That became part of our normal life. So that was a new normal that has since changed, but might come back. Who knows? So what I'm saying is don't rely on what's normal now because what's normal now could change tomorrow. It could change next week. It could change next month. And then next month's new normal might change the next month to a whole other new normal. So you gotta be you gotta be flowing with the Lord because we're coming into a season, and I'm gonna keep stressing this. We're coming into a season of the blood over the doorpost. And what I mean by that is that 
the children of Israel had to do something for the protection. They had to be obedient. They had to follow the instruction of the Lord for the protection. If they were to put that blood over their doorpost, that when that death angel came, they would they firstborn would have got snatched just like the Egyptians firstborn got snatched. It was the obedience that protected them. And we're coming into that season where that obedience is going to really be the deciding factor. What is God telling you to do? I don't care what they're telling you to do. What is God telling you to do? It's not enough for you to know what he's telling you to do. Do it. Because one thing about God, he don't leave us hanging. He don't leave us, you know, exposed. He don't leave us where we don't have no, no recourse. He's preparing us now for what's going to happen next year. He's preparing us now what's going to happen in two years. He's preparing us now what's going to happen tomorrow. He's preparing us. But we have to be willing to do what he's telling us to do. Because right now, it might not make sense to do the things that he's telling you to do, but it will next week or next month or two years from now. Well, you're like, ooh, I'm so glad that I was obedient and did that. I told you the story about the man I heard during COVID and said that the Lord told him to put all his money into buying a, a, a factory that made uh, a sanitizer, hand sanitizer. And before COVID, you could buy sanitizer at the dollar store. That wasn't like some hot commodity. <laughs> it was all sorts of a million brands. But when COVID hit and people lost their mind, the, the hand sanitizer, you couldn't find hand sanitizer. I remember buying some hand sanitizer from a dentist <laughs> who made it out of like whiskey or, or, or vodka or something. I can't remember. But this man was, was, was struggling Losing money, and then boom, Kobe hit, and millions. Because people wanted, they didn't care what brand, they didn't care. They just wanted hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. It's like with masks. People made millions off the masks. Because they sold out of masks, and, and people started making them, making the cloth ones, and, and having mask businesses on, you know, eBay and Etsy and all this kind of stuff, just because people wanted masks. The, the, the prices of bandanas even went through the roof. I knew where to buy the mask because the Lord had already connected me with a place that I used to get um, nail nail supplies from, like nail polish and uh, polish remover and things like that, because I like uh, doing my own nails. And that place sold masks, because when you go get your nails done, you notice the workers wear masks because they're, you know, working with acrylics and chemicals and things like that. So the Lord already, I already knew where to buy masks. Wasn't nobody really buying masks from the place like that except for like nail technicians and stuff. And I'm not a nail technician, but I knew where to go. The Lord's like, go there and buy your mask. So I did. They always have them. He had already prepared me on, you know, connected me to that place for something different. And then when things started getting a little rough, people were like, I can't find masks. The Lord said, go to your nail place. And I did. And sure enough, they had, I was able to buy masks by the box, boxes and boxes of masks for a very good price. They hadn't marked up anything. It's the same price. Mm -hmm. So God is always preparing. He's always ahead. And so if he's telling you to learn something, if he's telling you to go back to school, maybe you don't want to go back to school, but if he's telling you to go back to school, go back to school. If he's telling you to learn something, learn something. If now you're taking a sudden interest in glass blowing or something, Maybe you're going to be making the glasses that people need to drink out of when things get funky. Who knows? It's imperative 
for you to, to do what God is telling you to do, not just for your benefit, but for, for everybody's benefit. I know I'm coming into a season where I'm going to be buying land. Do I have money to buy land right now? No. <laughs> Will I? Will I have the money to buy the land? Absolutely. I will. I feel it. I know who I'm going to be buying the land with. Because that particular person told me, I don't know why, but I just keep studying land. I haven't told this person yet, but I know that myself and this person are going to be buying land together. So, do what God is telling you to do. Understand that the systems of the world are going to become government systems, all of them. All of the systems that are in place. The government is a system already, but we've got like the, the, the courts, right? They're all going to be, the, the, that's already government, with, uh, hospitals, schools, pharmacies, anything that the system is going to become part of this one world government system. You're even going to start seeing churches become part of that system. That's how they're going to try to the, the elect that says going to even be fooled. So not us, though, right? Not us. But some of them will. And they're going to become part of that system to show, look, see, guys, your church, they're down. I mean, you see it now. You see these churches now. They're, they're, they're so enmeshed with the world. And, and they, they use the reasoning of, well, we're trying to draw the world in, but you don't draw the world in by acting like the world. That doesn't make sense. You draw the world by just presenting the love of Christ. That's what draws them in. Not behaving like them, but we're seeing an influx of churches that, you know, when you go and you watch their services or their performances, it's very worldly. It's very theatrical. It's very entertaining, right? So a lot of people are going to church be entertained more than to be taught. And a lot of these, you know, pastors and, 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 and leaders are not equipping for what's to come. They're just making them feel good. It's like hearing a motivational speech and, and it feels, it's amazing. You, you do feel all toasty and warm after listening, but I don't hear a lot of preparation and I'm not judging them. I'm just observing and I pray for them because we're, we're all part of the same body and I love them. And I want them to make sure that they're hearing from God and not basing sermons on algorithms and numbers and data and all that, because we're seeing a lot of churches moving towards that, too, where they're basing what they preach on based on algorithms. Like, oh, if we preach on this, we get more money. Or if we do this, it ain't about that. Just do what God tells you to do. The money going to come. I went to a church out here. Matter of fact, um, Robert Morris, who's a church called... uh, what is that church called? Gateway Church. And at the time, it was in South Lake. I know he has several campuses out here for those in the DFW area. I was a member of that church briefly. But one thing I really liked about that church, they, he never begged for offerings. They literally had like little slots. When you left, they would tell you before service was out, oh, don't forget to, you know, give your tithe on, you know, before you leave. But they didn't do it like during the service. They did it like when service was ending. And so that you can either put it in like a little basket at the front or like they had like little slots. There was never any pressure. And that church, based on what I saw, they generated lots of money because people gave, not because they felt pressured. I remember being part of a church. I won't name them. 
and they had a whole PowerPoint presentation about giving. And I was literally embarrassed watching it and talking about how orphans were going to starve and all this if you don't give. And then they gave the numbers, how many members, and based on how much people make per average person, how much they should be receiving and how much they received. And it was just really sad. There was no, there, the spirit of God wasn't in it at all in that PowerPoint presentation. And it lasted for quite a, a while. Cause I remember I was just like this, I know you lying. Like this is really embarrassing that you're having a whole PowerPoint presentation on trying to force people to give. Even the Lord don't want a person who gives grudgingly. The Lord tells you, if you don't give, you know, grudgingly, sparingly, you keep it. He don't want it. Cause it's about the heart too. The heart matters. Like what you do, like what, what your intentions are, where, where, where your the condition of your heart matters and the things that you do. A person can have a, a very rotten heart and do something seemingly good. Is it a good work? Is it really good? When the heart is rotten and they really trying to manipulate or, or trying to present something to get some sort of result that benefits them, is it really good? Like, nah. A person could have a very good heart, very pure heart, and do the wrong thing with good intentions. But they didn't mean that. They didn't know they was doing something wrong. I see that all the time with people. All the time. People well-meaning, doing some not good things. And they don't know that. They think that they're doing something good. I remember the Lord getting on me about that with a friend who was struggling financially, and I was really giving her money all the time, every week. And the Lord got on me about that. Like, you're not helping you're enabling bad behavior. I'm trying to deal with her and you're undoing it by giving her money and you're not doing a good work. Because first of all, you didn't ask me and she's never going to get herself to where she needs to be if you keep giving her money. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't look at it like that. I thought I was doing something good. She's a single mom. She was in college, finishing up her master's. So I thought I was, you know, doing something good, helping her out with grocery money and stuff. And the Lord was like, no, she's not good with money. And you're, you're like a crutch now. Now this, this same lady um, teaches people about finances, and she was terrible at finances at that time. Now she teaches people about it because I, I know I stopped. I don't know if anybody else, I don't know if she was getting money from other people, but I know I stopped at obedience and at a love for her. And that could have looked like to her like, dang, this is my friend, and you're not helping me out, and you have the ability to help me out. So that could have looked bad, but really out of love I stopped because the Lord told me I was not helping. So the heart matters heart of things. That's something that I've prayed. I'm like, Lord, help me see the heart of things because it matters. But all that to say, <laughs> Gateway Church, they never begged. They, they and, and God really blessed them financially. And I see these churches now that are doing things they have whole marketing and statistic workers to help them to try to get money in and do this. And they're not, they're, they're doing things based on analytics and not based on spirit of God. And that is, and, and they could be in, you know, their, their congregants might feel like they're doing a good work. Cause again, these messages feel very good. They're all warm and toasty. It feels like you got tucked in in bed with a warm cup of milk and a glow worm. They're all good on the inside, but is it helping? Is that what God is telling you to preach? Is that what God is, is that what God is telling you to say? Is He telling you to equip these people or make them feel good and pat them on the head and send them to bed with a cup of water? We're coming into a time we need to be equipped. We don't need to be feeling good. 
We need to be equipped. We need to draw joy from the Lord, period. It don't matter what's going on around you. You could draw joy from the Lord because I can't wait to Terrence and I tell our, you know, has our show about the hell that we went through the last um, so many years and how we drew our, our, our uh, joy from the Lord, not based on our circumstances and what was going on because all hell was breaking loose. <laughs> all hell was breaking loose. But we, we knew how to, where to withdraw joy. We, we took it from the Lord. And so these pastors and leaders, they need to be following what the Lord is saying. And, and even you as individual believers, you don't have no excuse. You need to be doing what, what God is telling you to do, period. What is God saying? Don't be following the, the, the masses because people do that. They follow masses. I like to study people and how people move, work, and operate. I study that. That's just something natural. I've always been like that. I was a little kid reading autobiographies and biographies of movie stars and famous people and whoever. I've always been fascinated by the study of people, even as a child. So this is something that God has placed in me. And something I noticed with people, they literally follow trends. Like I'll see a post on social media, right? And one person starts off, kicks it off and says, oh, this is amazing. And then everybody else starts to parakeet it. Then somebody will come in and says, this completely sucks. And this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And then people start to parakeet it. People follow. They follow. So make sure what is leading you. Are you being led by what everybody else is doing and saying? Or is God leading you? It's important to ask yourself these questions. You've you got to have some self-awareness. You really do. What is, what, what, why do I think that? Why am I leaning towards that? Is that because of what I keep hearing? Is, am I being conditioned to believe that? Like, you, you better start getting honest with yourself. Why do I even like that? Why do I dislike that? Do I really dislike it? Or is it because everybody else dislikes it? So I know it's even like, you know, pastors are kind of tippy-toeing around what's going on in this uh, war. They don't want to offend and all that kind of stuff. But just ask God what stance to have on something. Me, I love all people. I love people. I just pray God's will to be done. I know that I'm not all-knowing, but he is. So that's what I pray for. Somebody asks you a stance and you don't know what stance to take because you haven't consulted with the Lord, say, I don't know what to think about that just yet. It's okay. Or don't say nothing. You don't owe nobody no explanation. But what you do owe yourself and what you owe your call is to be doing what God is telling you to do. I'm going to be stressing that because times are a-changing. You're going to wake up and it's going to be something different. And they're going to really be trying to put the squeeze on people to take that mark. And they know they can't just do it with food because you can grow your own food. You know, people are now are growing food even in apartments and getting those planter boxes and stuff like that. You can find ways to survive. But they're going to put their squeeze on in pharmacies, hospitals, doctors, dentists, all sorts of things are going to infiltrate so that if you don't just willingly go skipping to get your mark, that they're going to try to back you into a corner. People are going to die. Some people will die. Because they're going to say, no, I'm not, I don't care. I'm not taking it. 
with, I don't care if you withhold my medicine or whatever, or my food, and some people are really not going to care and they're not going to take it. And not everybody that dies because of it aren't even going to be believers. Some people are just going to know something's not right and, and not be, you know, not comply and not conform. But scripture I want to read to you and then I'm going to pray for people. Um, find my app. I got to get more into where I'm reading my scripture out of my Bible book, too. That's something that God has been putting on me to, like, get more into my book. I love the app because it's just convenient, but I need to get more into a book. What happens if they shut the apps down, you know? Anyway, um, this is interesting. I didn't even pull this one up. Ecclesiastes 9.18. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. That's interesting. I had to highlight. That's not the one that I was <laughs> going to read, but since it popped up and I saw it, I'm like, okay. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Um, let's go to um, what I'd already planned on reading. But let's marinate on that too. Chew on that tonight. So I don't want you to be afraid of what I'm telling you. Um, I want you to be um, grateful that God um, supplies your needs and that he prepares. He loves you. Um, the scripture I have uh, is uh, Philippians 4.19. I'm reading it out of the Amplified, as I always do. And my God will liberally supply, fill into full, your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He's going to supply our needs. Um, so don't be afraid because he's got us. But you've got to do your part too. Your obedience is, 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 is a treasure. It really is. It's a treasure, your obedience. A gift, health. Health is a treasure. Please cherish, work out, eat right, drink your water, do what you need to do. Like, seriously, do what you need to do. Because people are going to start to see what's really important in these upcoming, you know, days ahead of us. What's really important. Because especially in America, we don't, we don't know what's really important. We don't care about what's really important. We are a gluttonous society that just consumes and wants more and more and more, wants to be popular, wants to look good, care about self and these superficial things that don't really matter. But what really matters is, is, is God, right? Family, health, love. Like, look, we're coming upon the holidays and stuff. And some of the mom boards and stuff I'm part of, people are struggling. They don't even want to tell their kids that they're struggling. They're, they're, they're sitting here depressed, ready to jump off bridges because they can't buy their kids all the, the meaningless stuff that they want for Christmas. And Christmas ain't even about that. And they're, they're afraid to have conversations with some children that they can't afford their $3,000, you know, gadget and $200 shorts and things that they want. Instead of having a, a healthy conversation about that, that don't matter in life. Like, that doesn't matter. Literally. One of the kids told me they wanted a Stanley Cup. And I'm like, why? It's literally just a metal, one of those metal cups 
that keep things cool or warm that you can buy from a, a, a what does it call it, a, like an academy or whatever, those type of stores, camping store or whatever, get one for like 12 bucks. So you're paying for a brand. That's all it is. It's the same thing with straw and has the brand on it. It doesn't, it's not better. <laughs> you're just paying for the brand. And use that opportunity to talk to the children about marketing and consumerism and all that kind of stuff and how they market to make it like cool. A lot of people buy things because they just want to be cool or project a certain image. They want to feel like they've quote unquote made it or whatever the case may be. But I'm like, that stuff don't matter. Do you got a cup that's going to keep your drink cool? Okay. Who cares what brand is stamped on it? I don't. I don't care about that. It's $35 cup. I could buy the same cup for $6, $12. Like, I'm not going to do it. So you need to be, like, focusing on what's really important. And this nation is, is going to have a, a, a very rude awakening. And people are going to get back to what's important. And, and start to cherish things, cherish their health. Quit eating all this junk not drinking any water. What if, what they, they cut off the water, then well, you'll be wishing you had some water. Indulging in, in chemicals and stuff. People smoking chemicals. Doing all sorts of crazy stuff with their body. Because it's trendy and popular and all this other stuff. Like, you got gifts and blessings. You woke up in your right mind, that's a blessing. You got food to eat. Maybe it's not what you want to eat, but do you have some? That's a blessing. Do you have running water? That's a blessing. You got electricity? That's a blessing. You got transportation? That's a blessing. Whether it be the car, the bus, the train, you got a way to get where you got to go? That's a blessing. You got ears to hear? That's a blessing. You got sight to see? That's a blessing. Quit calling money blessings. People tell, oh, I got all this money because I'm blessed. So when the financial system crashes, are you not going to be blessed anymore? Like, riddle me that. We got to start putting things in perspective and, and, and changing the way we see things and, and appreciating and cherishing the things that we have. Because it's going to get, it's going to change. And we're going to, it's better to know now that it's a blessing than wait till then. Somebody talking you down from the bridge. You don't need all that stuff. You need the Lord. That's what you need. And what you need outside of him, he's going to supply that. But I'm telling you now, get your ears in tune to what the spirit of the Lord is saying and do it. Quit clogging your head with all this junk trash. I one thing I don't like about social media is man, it is it is it is clouded with trash. Like I don't even follow certain stuff and, and it'll still pop up anyway. It's just still trying to throw the garbage at you. And the stuff that they are throwing at people, it's it's so trashy, it has no value. People fighting and 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 promoting promiscuous behavior and broken families and all this. I mean, it's just garbage. I'm like, people really spend their whole day consuming this garbage. And they could be filling their mind with the word. They could be filling their mind with something 
of value that's going to serve them and serve their people, and they fill their mind with meaningless junk. Your time is valuable. Let's do a collective prayer, and then I'm going to start praying over you all. Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for another opportunity to come together and, and, and love on one another and speak your word and speak what you're the direction that you're telling us to go in as a body of Christ, we're grateful for that, that you are a God who doesn't leave us in the dark, doesn't leave us wondering that you prepare your people because you love us. And we love you, Lord, and we honor you, and we just praise your name on high. Lord, have me to, to decrease as you increase. Speak to your people and encourage them, Lord. Love on them and give them what they need tonight. Just thank you for it all, Lord. We love and honor you, and we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Get my notepad together. Parents said he's on his way back, but I don't think he's going to make it by the time. Because uh, <laughs> I'm just going to unmute, get your name, and pray. Because I got 40 minutes, and I want to get everybody tonight because I just feel that fire of the Lord. But, um, yeah, so let's get... First caller here, 251342. Who am I speaking with? Hi, Tanisha. This is Latrice. Hey, Latrice. How are you tonight? It is well in spite of. Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for Latrice, Lord. I thank you for the, 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 just the victory, um, the victory lap. Hold on. Victory lap. I've heard that saying before. I want to say it's a runner's thing. Hold on. Victory lap. What is the purpose of a victory lap? Okay, a victory lap, also lap of honor, is a term used in motorsports to describe an extra lap of the racetrack after the conclusion of a race. This lap driven at reduced speed allows the winning driver to celebrate their victory and gives the spectators an opportunity to congratulate and honor the competitors. Okay, so I see you uh, taking a victory lap, uh, Latrice. So it means you're, you win, right? And, and now you get to celebrate your victory and give the spectators an opportunity to congratulate and honor you. Come on, somebody, the spectators. Because that's something I've always felt with you, uh, Latrice, that there's people around you who are who, who just watch, just watching your life. Sometimes people watch because they want to see you fail. You know, some people watch because they want to see you win, but regardless, they're watching, and God knows that people are watching. He does what he does. You know, like even in, in, in Egypt, when it was time for uh, Moses to tell Pharaoh to let the, the, you know, the children of Israel go, and God did what he did because people were watching, Right? to show the spectators that he was real. That's why he unleashed the plagues. That's why he did the things he did to show them his wonders, that he's real, the spectators. Um, and that's what I see. So the victory lap, Lord, we thank you for the victory lap. Thank you for the victory for the trees, first and foremost, Lord. We thank you for the victory, and we thank you for the victory lap um, so that she could be celebrated. She could celebrate, and that even the spectators can congratulate and honor her and honor her for her obedience to you and honor her for her, her dedication 
to people and her dedication of doing the right things. Because sometimes people don't even appreciate that until they see the outcome of it. So, Lord, we thank you for it. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. That's good. Next, 610969. You there? 610969. Shalom. <laughs> I knew it was you. Sorry, I, I was trying to put a Bluetooth in. Shalom. Um, thank you. And you know what? I just want to tell you that the same lesson that you got with about helping people, I got mm-hmm. too. So that was a good reminder, you know? That was yeah. a good reminder. She's she doing the wrong and thing. And the Lord slapped me on the hand like, what are you doing? And I'm like, but she needs help. She's got kids. She's, and he's like, you're not helping her. You're enabling bad behavior. And I was like, oh, my gosh. They didn't even see it. Yep. Yep. When we have the gift of giving, I guess I had to go through a, they call it something like unsanctified grace or unsanctified mercy or something like somebody gave me a whole teaching on it and it took a while for it to resonate you know but i know that we're not going to talk so another time i'll tell you a story how god rebuked me about and i and i was so shocked i was like and like how i was able to give but i had a problem receiving and i didn't even understand that i did and that that it was rooted in pride so um i was like shocked yeah, like, and also unbelief because, you know, I was trusting God, but then, like, giving out of, like, fear or worry, and that's not really trusting God. You know, right. Like, like you're feeling for your friend, you know, and that's mm-hmm. how I always was. You know, I would get anxiety when people were, were um, in lack or suffering. Like, I would feel it for me. So it was, like, more relief for me. So God had to take me through a whole process of healing and learning and growing and stuff. So, yeah, that resonated with me when you were talking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good reminder. Thank you, Father. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Prophetess. I love y'all. Love so, you too. Give, your, give my greetings and blessings to your, to your husband. And thank oh, you so much. I'm in now. I think I just heard him coming through the garage. But, um, Shalom, Prophetess. <laughs> Yeah, so that's him going, coming in. He had to run some errands, so he'll probably come in here in a little bit, too. But, yeah, okay. I'll let him know that you gave us your love mm-hmm. and your uh, and, and your peace, your shalom. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And could you could you pray for um, Devante, please? Yes. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Pray for Devante first. Lord, we thank you for Devante, Lord, for, for the, the strengthening of, of the legs. Um, I see strengthening his legs, Lord. I thank you for strengthening his legs so he could stand firm, he could stand tall. Um, right now, it's like he's like a like a, a baby deer, like how they first are very wobbly um, in the way that they walk, and and with practice and patience, they they become firm um, in their walk because it's like it's, it's a new walk, it's new for him. Um, so it feels a little shaky, and and anytime we feel shaky, we we, we always look at it like, oh, I'm going to fall, not I'm going to get stronger. That this is just a, 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 because it's new to me. So I thank you, Lord, for the, the shift in perspective of him realizing that the shakiness is not because he's shaky as a person. It's just because it's new for him. It's a new walk. So anytime you walk in new, any, anything that's birthed, that walks, babies, Human babies, deer, 
cast anything, any anything that 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 walks new, when it first is learning to walk, the legs aren't steady. It's not because they're weak. It's because it's new. So Lord, help them to understand that the, it's not because he's shaky. It's just because the walk is new. But as he continues to walk, it'll become more steady. It'll become more strong. And 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 he'll be able to then run. He'll be able to do different things with his walk, but but keep him encouraged, Lord, to just continue to walk, to just walk. That's it. No matter if you're walking on wobbly legs or not, you're walking. So I thank you for that, Lord, to give him the strength and give him the change in perspective to just keep walking. You're strong. Your legs are just a little weak, but they're going to get stronger. They're going to catch up to your heart, your strong heart. They're going to catch up to your determination, your strong determination. The legs are going to follow suit. So thank you for that in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for Lisa, Lord. I just thank you, Father God, that you, that, that she's coming into a, a, a new understanding of, of herself. Because we, we tend to get to a certain age and stage where we're like, you know, I know me, but but mm, you do. You do to an extent, but you there's more to learn about you. You can learn more. Because the more you're exposed to things, the more you know you the more you understand yourself. Like me, I love art. I love music. Uh, there's things that I love that had I not been exposed to, I would not have known that that was a part of who I am. And at least I see you being exposed to new things and learning more things about yourself as a result. And exposure, not in a bad way, right? Because people here exposed, they always think something bad. Um, but no, exposed just means that you're, it's presented to you. You're going to be exposed to some new things, and you're going to learn new things about yourself. So you're you're still falling in love with yourself. You're still learning yourself. You're still understanding who you are. That never stops. And 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 liking you're going to like yourself even more because you're going to say, "Oh man, I didn't even know that I I like that." Like true story with myself. You know, I didn't learn how to swim until I was uh, 30 years old. <laughs> I was terrified of water because I got almost drowned twice as a child. So I was terrified of swimming in water. Like I've always liked water. I'm from a beach city. So I love the beach. I like going to the beach. I like jumping the waves, all that kind of stuff. But I was terrified to learn how to swim because I had those uh, two experiences in childhood. Um, one at the beach where I, I did in fact drown. I believe with everything in me that an angel pulled me out of the ocean. Um, and that time I think I was 16 and I went to a pool and fell face first into the pool and could not could not get up. Somebody had to pull me out of that too. Um, so I never officially learned how to swim until I was 30. I took a class called Swimming for Adults Afraid of Water. And guess what I learned about myself? I really like to swim. I especially like to float. I learned that about myself at 30 because I hadn't given myself an opportunity because I was traumatized from the two almost drownings. So it, the age don't matter. Like, I'm still early 40s, and I still learn things about myself. So you're going to learn more things about yourself. You're going to be exposed to new things and learn more about yourself and love yourself and like yourself even more. So, Lord, we thank you for the growth, um, the growth that, that we never reach the ceiling when it comes to ourselves. And always, we always have potential for more. And I uh, thank you that she even understands that about herself. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. That's a good word. Three, two, one, two, three, zero. Who am I speaking with? 
Hi, this is Antelise. Hey, Antelise, how are you tonight? I'm doing okay. How are you? Doing good. Glad you called in tonight. Let's pray for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Lord, thank you for for Antelise. Lord, thank you for the the childlike faith, just just believing the things. Like kids, you can tell kids anything. If I I told my littles, the smallest of our children, we're going to Disneyland tomorrow, they would believe me. They're not thinking about, oh, but we got school, or, oh, Disneyland's expensive, or how are we going to get this? They would just believe it, because that's how children are, especially small children. They believe what you tell them. And I see you, Antelise, really moving into that childlike, like like God is going to teach you how to protect that inner child. Because even the word says that we're, we're to come like little children. Why is it to come like little, little children? Are we supposed to act childish? No. But because children just believe. They don't have all these, you know, like, oh, but this, that. They don't think like that. They don't think about the logistics. They don't think about, oh, well, that's not possible. Because, no, if, you, if that, your parents said it, that's just what it is, period. And, and I see you protecting that child in you, and you operating like that with God. When he tells you something, you just believe it. Just having the faith to believe. Like a child, that's a, that's a blessing. Because sometimes with us, we start to become jaded with life. Things happen, and we start to, you know, get tired because God has told us something we've been believing for a long time and all this kind of stuff. But no, like a child, just keep believing it if he tells you something. Just believe it. But I see you really operating in that and, and like your faith catching on quickly. Like God, God told me this, so that's just what it is. And it doesn't matter like what the circumstances are or what it looks like where you just hold on to it like a child. Like a child that believes your parent that he said it, that's just what it is. I don't care what y'all talking about. I don't care what it looks like. This is what I believe. So, Lord, thank you for the childlike faith. Um, Aunt Elise and her, her, her protecting and preserving that part of her so that her faith can just capture what you tell her um, and, and, and help it to come to be. Yes. Because faith is like a, it's, it's like a currency. Faith is the, let's, let's read what, what the word says about faith, right? Because it's important. Faith is important. So the word says, trying to find faith as a substance, scripture. You know what it is? Terrence, he, he didn't join us, but he's kind of just in the background. Hebrews 11, 1. Thank you. <laughs> you were close. <laughs> Let's go there. I'm getting excited before I even read it. I'm moving too fast. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Hebrews. That changed the way the Bible app works, too. Uh, Hebrews 11, 1. I'm reading it out of the Amplified. Now, faith is the assurance title D, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of the reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Let's read that out of the NIV. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is important. And that childlike faith is really what, like, it ushers it in. Like I say, faith is like a, a currency of heaven. It brings it in. So, Lord, thank you for unleashing her faith 
childlike faith. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, next is, well, let me pull up my notepad again. Make sure I don't miss anybody. 251623. Hi, good afternoon. This is Kimberly. And I was invited tonight by Latrice. Oh, okay. Hey, Kimberly, <laughs> is this your first time calling in? Yes, it is. First time. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you and called in. I'm excited in. to hear the word from the Lord. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for joining. Terrence has joined us now, too. So, uh, can you hear okay. me? Hello. Yes, I can. Hey, good. Awesome. Well, let's pray for you. I'm glad that Latrice brought you on in. That's a heavy hitter right there, having Latrice. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a boss lady for real. All right. Well, we're going to mute you and pray for you. Lord, we just thank you for Kimberly, Father God. We thank you for, for, the, for the, the faith the faith to believe the impossible. We thank you, Father God, for her operating in the realm of miracles. Um, Kimberly, when I first became a believer, my, a little bit about my background, I was not raised in church at all. I was raised more of a uh, agnostic. So I was uh, taught that there's something, but never there was never a label or anything on it. I became a believer at the age of 21, I want to say, I was 21 or 22, um, and so when I came into the faith, I came blank, like a blank canvas. I, I knew nothing. <laughs> I didn't know anything. And one of the first things that the Lord ministered to me about was miracles. Some of the people that he had me study were uh, like Reinhard Bonnke, Catherine Coleman, right? Um, being new in the faith, I didn't know the significance of these people or their ministries or anything. Um but heavily studied Catherine Coleman, right? And she operated in uh, miracle, miracles realm. And when you study her life and, and, and watch her interviews and stuff, you know, she was more on preparing the people to receive, right? Because it's, it's not her. It wasn't Catherine Coleman, right? It was the Spirit of God working through her, but people draw from you too. So she would prepare the people to draw from her the gifting that she had. And I see you, uh, Kimberly, operating in, in miracles. And God was teaching you how to, how to operate in that. And it's mainly preparing people to receive it, right? Because people draw from you. Like right now, you're drawing from me. I don't know you. And I don't, I don't know. I didn't know what I was going to say to you or anybody else. I never know what I'm going to say because the people draw it out of me. So I just make myself available. I'm like a platter and, and the Lord is served on me, but it ain't me, right? I'm just a willing vessel to make myself available, but the people, they draw, they draw it out of me. And so God's going to really teach you how to prepare people to receive miracles because miracles didn't cease. And some people teach that. Some people even believe that. Oh, that was for those days. No, we serve the same God. He's the same yesterday today and forever. They have not stopped. And, and, and he said, we were going to do greater works. And I see you operating in those greater works and God teaching you how to get people to receive it. Because you can have so much in you, but if the people won't receive it, they, it's not that you don't have the gifting. It's just that they don't have the faith to receive it. And so that's what I really see God taking you on a journey of teaching you that, how to prepare the people 
to receive a miracle, to receive it, because it's there for the taking. It's there. So, Lord, we thank you for Kimberly. Lord, we thank you for, for giving her wisdom, Father God, on how to prepare your people to receive, to receive the gifting that you've already placed in her. And, Lord, we thank you for her gifting growing. We thank you for her, for her gifting that like it's it activating at, at a higher level, her having a better understanding of, of what it is and her being very bold in it and unapologetic and not afraid of what people are going to say about it. Some people just don't understand it. They don't understand it. They don't understand. Some people don't understand prophecy, but that's not my problem. That's, that's their issue. I'm still going to operate in my gift, period. Whether they say it's not real, they is real, they believe it's, I don't care what they think. I really don't care. And I thank you, Lord, for giving her that same type of boldness and the same type of mentality that she's just going to do what you call her to do. This is why she was born. This is why she's in this earth during this time, to do your work and your will. And, and, and she's going to do it gladly with boldness. And we thank you for it. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. You got anything, Terry? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Can you unmute her? Oh, you mean unmute her? Oh, okay. Make sure she can hear me. Can you hear me, Kimberly? Yes, I can. All right. Habakkuk, um, the second chapter, the uh, first verse. Um, I'm going to read King James. It says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. Amplified mm-hmm. says, Oh, I know I have been rash to talk out plainly this way to God. I will, in my thinking, stand upon my post of observation and station myself on the tower or fortress and will watch to see what he will say within me. And what answer I will make as his mouthpiece, as his mouthpiece, as his mouthpiece to the perplexities of my complaint against him. Mm -hmm. His mouthpiece. Lord, we just thank you tonight for Kimberly, Father God. We just thank you that that she, she turns her lips over. Turns her tongue over to you. Uh, yeah. that, that's one thing, you know. Sometimes, you know, we we know what God be wanting us to say, but we the, we we build up fear and anxiety because a lot of times we don't want the backlash of what others might think. We really mm-hmm. focus on how people feel about things versus what God is telling us to do, and wow. and we really care about how they feel we'll really be focusing on how they're going to be feeling if we don't tell them what God is telling mm-hmm. us to tell them. Because love, love is honest. You know, um, that's one thing love is. Love, love is honest. And honest ain't about a feeling. Honest, honest uh, uh, is, 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 is intertwined with the truth. Honest, mm-hmm. honest, and, and the truth, you know, they, 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 they coexist together. Because if, 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 if I'm going to be honest about something, I'm going to have to be truthful about it. And that's, wow. and that's 
because we always say, and that's the honest truth. <laughs> and God, God is 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 gonna break you from 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 being like like uh kind of uh, timid in ways uh, or, or reluctant reluctant to say what he says tells you to say um because i i, I sense a prophetic gifting on you for sure uh definitely mm-hmm. uh you 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 have prophesied over people uh plenty of yeah. time and the thing is um you you haven't been prophesied in full depth it's like right. you, you cut yourself off because you be like, oh no, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. But 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 God is 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 breaking you of that because not not only are can 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 you be hindering others, you hindering yourself. You're holding yourself back from being in a place to where God can trust you fully. Because it's it's one thing for somebody to carry out a piece of the mission. I need you to carry out the whole mission. I need you to do everything I tell you to do, not not some some of what I tell you to do, um, because when I, I I take my kids for example, you know, with my children, I'm breaking myself for saying kids. I'm focused on saying children, 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 uh-huh. children. My children, um, you know, they they do things, you know, and, and we give instructions. Uh, so sometimes they carry it all the way out, but when when they don't carry out all the instructions, it's always a problem. Right. You know, you can't you can't you can't go some other way. <laughs> you got you gotta finish it. You gotta complete mm-hmm. it. And, and and that's what Jesus said when he was on the cross, it is finished. And so one thing about us being joint heirs of the kingdom of God, we, 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 we pick up characteristics, we have characteristics of our father because he's a finisher. He he's a finisher. And and mm-hmm. he completes he completes what he sets out. Out to be done. So I see God really teach you how to close close the 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 the, the, the deal. Not like you, you you know making deals. But yeah, <laughs> I understand. It's you're closing it. You're 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 gonna you're gonna learn how how to close. And and the first time that you do it, um, you you you're, you're gonna feel that 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 weight that burden is gonna be re, re, relieved off you because. Like the scripture says, as his mouthpiece, you know, you're speaking for the Lord. You're not mm-hmm. you're not speaking as, as Kimberly. You know what I mean? So Why? it's like it's like this ain't what I'm saying. This is what does says the Lord. Yeah, it's coming through me, but it's coming to me to go through me. It's, you know, it's right. not coming like from me. <laughs> you know, it's not me. It's, it's the spirit that's within me. So if people got a problem, they 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 they're gonna have a, an issue with God and, and not you. And you have to know that uh-huh. you're always protected and you're covered when you're doing the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. When when you're doing the work of the Lord, you can't you can't walk in fear, um, because mm-hmm. uh, God didn't give us this spirit. He, he he didn't give us this spirit. And you you have a lot of leaders right now, a lot of pastors. They're pastoring fearful. Fearfully, very knowledgeable, um, very anointed, but they're afraid mm-hmm. of they're afraid of their congregation. They're afraid of the people that they shepherd, and no wow. no, no shepherd should be afraid of his sheep because mm-hmm. the sheep the sheep were what wasn't meant to lead. They were meant to be led. They do not know what's best for them. 
They do not know what's best for them. And so we we as being uh, uh, referred to as sheep and, and, and Jesus being the good shepherd, he knows. So the shepherd knows. And when God gives you a word, that's the shepherd speaking to feed his sheep. And so we just thank God for for the barriers being broken of anxieties of 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 of, of, of what is their word um, when you uh, insecurities insecurities because mm-hmm. because we, we we have spiritual insecurities because we, oh, yeah. we we really be trying to think we know something it ain't about what you know it's about you yielding to the one that knows all. And that's the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit knows all. And when you yield to it, people are going to be astonished, wondering how you know what you know. Even you will be astonished mm-hmm. or how you know what you know, but you know that it's coming from the Spirit of God, which, which right. enables you to know that the Spirit of God is real. And so that, that, what that does, that boosts your confidence in him to, more, to, to speak more boldly. More matter of yeah. fact, because it is it is the truth when it comes from what thus says the Lord. Period. Yeah. There, there, there is no argument. I tell my wife earlier, I don't debate the word of God. You'll never catch Taryn in a debate when it comes to the word of God. Right. I share the word of God. I preach the word of God. I teach the word of God. But I'm not going to debate the word of God because I don't have to debate the truth. That's right. I ain't gotta prove the truth. The proof, the truth, the, 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 the proof, the proof is in the truth itself. Yeah. If you pay attention, but if if, if you don't want to see it, you ain't gonna see it, and you ain't gonna waste my time going back and forth with it either. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what God is is, is is pulling you into that 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 place of of, of boldness, and and really uh, dealing with leaders, especially I see like a real big big impact with like leaders um, and really teaching women for sure women, women to know know their role their, their, their spiritual roles in, in the body of Christ and not only the body of Christ but the family in the household in the household re- reestablishing order and we just thank God for that uh, in Jesus name that's all I got oh thank you thank you thank you both Amen. You're welcome. And God continues to bless you guys and your ministry, and I'm just excited for the next one. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you for calling in tonight, Kimberly. God bless you. Thank you. Bless God bless you. Bye bye. Bye. That was a reason I got. I'm gonna make me sweat. Mm-hmm. That was a good word. Oh, sweat. <laughs> next is seven zero four four nine two. Who are we speaking with? Hi, this is Dastia from Canada. Hey, Dastia, how are you tonight? What's up, Dastia? <laughs> it's been a minute. I ain't talked to Dastia in a long time. Wow. Dastia, the millionaire in the making. Okay. Every time every time we talk to Dastia, that's, a, that's always the word I get on him. It's, it's like God wants to, like, beat that in you. <laughs> he really does. It's like he's trying to beat in you that you are a multimillionaire. Because every time I talk to you, that is the person that comes on me. Every time. That's the other million. Mm-hmm. So it's like he wants you to know no matter what, like in the 
like have that in the back of your mind, like I might be going through this, but I'm a millionaire. I might be going through that, but I'm a millionaire. I might have this struggle, but I'm a millionaire. And it's like God wants to use you really for your family. It's like I see you being like the financier of your family. Now, of course, God's going to use you to finance, to help finance the kingdom and the body of Christ. But I really okay. see you uh, like, like Joseph, right? How Joseph was, family was, basically his brothers was hating on him, sold him off. Then he went into, you know, Egypt and was in Potiphar's house. And then his wife lied on him and then he ended up going to jail and all that stuff happened. And then he ended up prophesying and interpreting dreams for the two guys that was in jail with him. And one of them got killed and the other one even just completely forgot about him until some last minute he remembered. And then he came out and told the Pharaoh what his dream was and ended up being second in command and saved the same brothers that was hating on him, including his whole family. So all that for him to save Egypt and his family. Because that was a lot. That man went through a lot. And literally, he didn't really do nothing wrong. Now, he had some issues with, you know, maybe a little pride or whatever, but he was also very young when he was dreaming those dreams. Joseph was still a child. So he was childish. But it's like I see you being used like a Joseph. Like everything you're going through is positioning you to receive the 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 the, the wealth that's going to save your family, so it's not in vain. Because mm-hmm. we struggle, and and sometimes we be like, really, but the struggle even has a purpose. When that's the beauty of when you're serving God, everything has a purpose. Even the struggle, even the pain, even the the wondering and the what ifing and the am I doing the right thing? Am I all of the God uses all of it to develop you and to build you, and to prepare you, and to position you to receive all that he has for you. So it doesn't matter what's going on. It matters right now, right? Because everything always matters right now. And then five years from now, you'll be like, oh, man, it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But when you're facing something, it always matters at that moment because that's what you're facing. That's your, that's your right now. But it's, it's, it's preparing you. Everything's working for your good. Everything. Even when it looks like it's not. Everything's working for your good. Everything. And it's it's positioning you to receive. And you're going to receive in ways that you're not expecting. Because right now, we only can receive based on, or we only can, like when we use our imagination, we only can use it based on the information that we have. Imagination feeds off of what you already know. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says, oh, I'm going to be a multimillionaire, you think, oh, okay, I'm going to either have a successful, successful business or win the lottery or inherit or something like that. You, you only think of the way that you can think of becoming a multimillionaire. But you're going to become a multimillionaire in a way that you're not thinking. And everything that's happening in your life is leading up to that. But it's not going to be the way you think. But it's going to still happen nonetheless. And you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> here I am, and I, I never saw this. I didn't think it was going to happen this way, but it will. And God's preparing you. It's like he's telling you now what you're going to be. It's like with David. David was anointed to be king when he was still a boy. We don't know everything that David went through to get to where he was when he finally became king, but we know he went through a lot. His own brothers didn't even, his own dad didn't even think about him when the prophet came to anoint one of his sons as king. He wasn't even thinking about David. 
Mm-hmm. It's the part where he, he is dancing him to his brothers, and his brothers are like, why are you bothering me? Like, his family didn't think much of him <laughs> when you really think about it. Then you get in the Saul's household, and he's, you know, helping him out, and Saul turns his back on him, and then he becomes friends with Jonathan, and he's telling Jonathan secrets, and some, somehow it's getting back to Saul. He probably was telling his own daddy what was going on. I mean, he had a lot of stuff that he was going through, a lot of betrayals. A lot of people not believing in him and all that kind of stuff. That's enough to make anybody feel like, well, if my own family don't see it, who am I to think I'm going to be king? But God told him early on who he was going to be, and I'm pretty sure that helped carry him while he was going through all the stuff that he was going through. And guess what? He became king. And so it's like God is letting you know now who you are so that despite what you go through, you already know who you are. You already know how this, this, this ends up. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Back then, it was very important to have the support of your family. It, sh- it should still be now, but more so then than it is now. And David didn't really have that. And David loved Saul, and then Saul turned his whole back on him because he was jealous. He was hating on him because he knew that God had anointed David to be the next king, and Saul didn't want that. But Saul the one that was disobedient. So here David is paying for something that he didn't do because Saul was jealous. He went through a lot. But despite everything he went through, he knew he was going to be the king. Because God anointed him as a king as a boy. So as he's going through his growing pains into from adolescence into manhood and early manhood and all that kind of stuff, he always knew who he was. Knowing who you are is important. Knowing what God says about you is important. Because people are always going to throw labels on you and tell you what you are and what you aren't. they always going to try to tell you your path. But can't nobody tell you who you are but God because people don't make nor break. They try, but they can't unless you let them. It's like people say, oh, we're going to cancel this person. You don't have that power. Only God can, can make or break. Now, your mentality can cause you to, to do it, but it's really not the people. It's really coming from you. That's why God has us to focus on our, our minds. That's why the mental is so important. And that's why he's letting you know early on who you are, who he, who he calls you. Because if God says it, it's true, everything else, if it ain't lining up, it ain't lining up to the truth. Somebody says you ain't this. If somebody told David you ain't never going to be king, that's a lie, even though he wasn't king yet. He was already the king. He was just coming into that. But God had already anointed him to be that. So know who you are, what God is calling you. You're, you're, you're a multimillionaire. You, you, God is going to use you to save your family. God is going to use you to finance the kingdom. God is going to use you to inspire people. That's who you are. What you're going through is just what you're going through. That's not who you are. That's just what you're going through. So, Lord, we thank you for Dastia. We thank you for the encouragement, Father God. We thank you for him focusing on who he is, who you have called him to be. That's just what it is. And all this other stuff, the, the trials, the tribulations, the fire, that's just refining him and, and preparing him and positioning him to be where he needs to be so that he can receive all that you already have for him. So, Lord, we thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. You got anything? No? All right. Next caller here is 850261. Who are we speaking with? Hi. How are you doing? This is Roberta White. You said Roberta? Yes, ma'am. Hey, Roberta. How are you tonight? Hello, Roberta. 
Roberta. I'm great. How are you doing? I was also invited by Miss Latrice Ward. Okay, Miss Latrice got everybody on here tonight. Yeah, Latrice. All right, well, let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Roberta, Lord. We thank you for, 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 the, for her really being a shield um, to people, a shield. A shield is, 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 a, is a protect. Um, in war, you see the, the, the fighters, they have a sword, right? A sword to defeat their enemies. And they have a shield to protect them from the incoming uh, weapons or whatever they're trying to use to take them down. Um, and I see you being used as a shield. Like God is using you to shield people. And, and, and how do we do that? How do we shield people? Well, with the word of God. With the truth. Yeah. Especially with the truth. Yeah. The truth yeah. really makes people free. Uh, and, and the truth yeah. really is a, a is a protected. Because when we when we operate in half truths or lies or whatever, that that just it, it, it leaves people wide open and exposed to the enemy. Um yeah. and sometimes we, we, we don't even know that we're operating in lies. Some people don't know that they're operating in lies. I've met people many times that did not know that they were that they were operating in lies. Sometimes it was lies repeated, like somebody lied to them and they took it as true. And so they repeated it thinking it was the truth and it wasn't. Sometimes people delude themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they just are, it's, it's trickery, right? They're deceived. But uh, mm-hmm. regardless, when, when people are operating in lies, it, it leaves them open to, to things that are not good. Um, and so I see you helping people to operate in the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a shield. And you speak in the word, that's going to be a shield that's going to protect people from the fiery darts. That's going to protect people from the enemy who's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Um, so, Lord, we thank you for that. Um, and just keep her protected too, Lord. Protect her. We know that you are our shield and our buffer, Lord. We know that that we are under your awning, under your protection, under your wings, that we are, you're, you're a, a high tower, you're a strong fortress. So I thank you, Lord, that she's under your protection. But I thank you, Lord, that you're using her to, to protect people. Um, and they might not see that as protection at first, but it will eventually yeah. come out like, oh, my gosh, um, here I was mad at her for telling me this, and she just is telling me the truth. You know, so sometimes people will see it because they trusted what she said, and sometimes they'll see it because they did the opposite and saw that later on, like, oh, she was right. Um, but regardless, they'll know that they could trust her because she's going to bring mm-hmm. the truth. She's not trying to make people feel good or coddle them or, you know, make them feel all warm and, and, and fuzzy on the inside. She's trying to give them the truth so they can walk in freedom, so they're not shackled down to lies and deceptions. So they can operate in in, in in honesty in full truth. Because it doesn't matter if it's a little lie, little, little, little yeast leavens the bread. The little foxes spoil the vine. So mm-hmm. little things matter. Just a little bit can ruin something. Put a little poison in the water, the water's poisoned. So I thank you, Lord, that you're using her to teach people this. That the little the little matters. That it's, it's, if it's not the whole truth, it's not the truth. Yeah. If a little bit of lies in there, it's not the truth. 
and, and getting people conditioned to operate and walk in the full truth. The whole truth. Not uh, some of the truth and then just, just to make them feel good over here. Nah, that feel good destroying them. Can't feel good if you're eating That doesn't feel good. And teaching people to get out of their feelings. It's not about what you feel. It's about the facts. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm feeding you lies and you're feeling good, you're feeling good while being destroyed. So it's not good. So, Lord, we thank you for that, for the boldness and the shield, her being the shield to protect people, protecting your people, Father God. Protecting your people. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. You got anything, Terrence? I just trust God. Yes, trust trust no one but God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't 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 trust um don't trust yourself based off of your experiences because sometimes experience, your experience can can convolute the truth. Because a lot yeah. of times we think what we've experienced is the truth because that's what we experienced it and God used it and worked it out for our good. But the truth of the matter <laughs> is if, if when you do it the the, the, the lowest way you can avoid uh, a, yeah. a lot of the the unnecessary things because when 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 you're sharing in love you're not trying to you can't keep people from going through things you, mm-hmm. you you're really preparing them on how to go through. Mm-hmm. When when, when 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 you sharing sharing Christ with people and you letting them know the power of, of God, it's not a lot of people think, okay, once I know who Jesus is, I avoid pain, I avoid problems, you know, I, I avoid turmoils and temptations. No, that's a whole lot. No, I, I when, when you you got to go through it with Him. He'll, he'll show you how to go through these things because they they, they were already on you. <laughs> And a, yeah. a lot of people are growing into things that, that have been on them since since, since they were uh, 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 born. And they got to get with Jesus to be cleansed. And, and you're going to speak that confidence in them to go out, you know, to follow through, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to keep pressing. You know, don't don't look at the problem as a problem without a solution. You look, you look at the problem with the solution. Because when you look focusing on the solution, the problem is no longer a problem. The problem is resolved because you got the answer. Yeah. Okay. And when you're focusing on what God is telling you to do, you you don't you don't focus on the problem per se. The problem will remove itself and and you gain confidence and more confidence in the Lord. And I, I see God using you in, in, in their capacity. And uh that's what I got in Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you Thank you so much And may God bless y'all And I'm looking forward to calling back again Thank y'all, have a good day Thank you, thank you you for calling in That's our time tonight Um, There's a couple people that we didn't get But we know that you got what you needed Call back in at 845 to Randy's show On Wednesdays He typically gives a message and then prays over everyone Um, His show goes until about midnight He'll go until He'll get everybody 
But his call-in number is 319-527-6737. Call at 845. Hit 1 to get in the queue. That way he'll know your hand is up. And then after his message, he will pray for you. Um, So until next time, we love you all. Um, We're always praying for you. Good night. Good night. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.